Hello, Crossroads family and guests. We are so glad that you tuned into our podcast today. We want to let you know about our website, wherelifechanges.com. There you can find more about church events, ministries, and giving options. Check out Pastor Lee's blog at pastorlee.net. And you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at crcc underscore social. Find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash wherelifechanges. We really hope that the message today would inspire and encourage you to worship passionately, serve others, and share truth. Now let's jump into the message. Amen. Amen. Aren't you glad you came to church this morning? Amen. Hey, um, in just a minute, we have a special speaker today. I think you're going to be blessed. Uh, but real quick, I want to mention just a couple things. The world is crazy. Everything is topsy-turvy. But the Bible says that God's will for you is that you would have a perfect peace. God's will for you is that you would be a, like a tree planted by the water, not moved by the issues of life. God's will is that you would bear fruit that would not wither so that people whose lives are a mess would have a stable place to go to find God. And so I want to remind you, God's will for you is not to be pushed back and forth by the issues of life, but to stand firm in your faith, in your joy, in your peace, and in your love. Amen? And that's what we're trying to do here. We want to be transformed into being like Christ. And so uh, I'm starting something new tomorrow. It's online. It's an online community. You can go to my Facebook and, and see it. We're going to be focusing on the Lord's Prayer for our next couple of weeks. And, uh, and so I would really like for all of you to, to be a part of that. And it's a, a time of transformation that you do at home. And I'll be giving you devotions, working on spiritual disciplines such as prayer and fasting and things like this. And, uh, and I really think it would be a great time of growth for you. Uh, I want to introduce uh, Pastor Ray. Pastor Ray, if you'll come. Pastor Ray is our Assistant District Superintendent for South Texas. Y'all give him a round of applause. And uh, he he and I share a lot of favorite authors, and I, and I enjoy Henry Nowen, and I know you do. Uh, but give us a word here, brother. Appreciate Amen. you. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. What a privilege it is to be with you this morning. And it's uh, good to know that Uvalde is watching us. As well today, um, our heart is there also, and bless you, church, for uh, making them a part of your ministry and outreach as well. I want to read to you this morning from Matthew nine thirty six, where it says, When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them, because they were harassed and helpless, like sheep without a shepherd." Oh, I certainly agree with what your pastor had to say about these demanding times. Uh, Folks are uh, um, upset. (laughs) They're confused. They're hurting. Uh, They're bound up. Uh, There are all kinds of challenges uh, that are facing us today. But church, what a great opportunity for us. This is uh, a rich time. This is a time where we can see the kingdom of God just literally explode as we take Jesus into the world that is looking for answers and looking for help. Amen. I'm going to encourage you this morning with this message to, to focus on the sights of Christmas. What do you see this time of year when you look around and you look at your neighbors and you look at what's happening in in the community and in the schools, uh, if your schools are meeting or or, or around about you, what do you see? 
I hope you see what Jesus saw. I can remember it as if it were yesterday. Vicky and I were newlyweds, really. We had no children yet. It was several years ago, decades now. And we were out shopping, and I was uh, enjoying the sights and the sounds of the Christmas season. We were in a mall. It was all decorated, and it was colorful, and it was full of people. And I enjoyed being in that environment. And I can remember us standing in line, waiting to check out in this this uh, in this festive, happy environment. And all of a sudden, I saw this woman standing at the register um, and a, a handful of kids just came running up to her. And before you knew it, she swung on them and her face scowled and was angry and she screamed at the top of her lungs, get back, don't you know this is Christmas? Well, obviously, she was buying them some Santa Claus or Christmas stuff and, 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 and didn't want them to see it. But I can remember how, how angry I felt and how frustrated I felt that here in this happy, festive moment, this mother who was caught up in making Christmas instead of enjoying Christmas and lashing out to her children. I used that story many times over the years in messages that I preached to congregations about how sad it is that we have a tendency or rather folks have a tendency to, to lose the real meaning of Christmas because we are working so hard to make Christmas happen when it's really already happened. Christmas is about Jesus. Well, as I matured and got a little older and had children of my own, I quit using that illustration as, a, as an illustration of, of, isn't it a shame that folks let Christmas get away from them? And well, I got a little bit more gracious and a little bit more <laughs> realistic and said, isn't it a shame that we <laughs> let Christmas get away from us after my house filled with children? And as I got a little older, I began realizing It's an easy thing to do, isn't it? We get lost in the trappings of Christmas and we make plans and we want things to happen a certain way and they don't. And sometimes we get to thinking that maybe we can't have a good Christmas when the reality is the Christmas that we long for, the Christmas that really matters, the Christmas that we celebrate cannot be taken away. Amen? Well, I'm grateful for the Spirit softening my heart and helping me to understand. But I think there's even more that he's saying to us in this day and time, church. I think there's there's something about not just being gracious and, and attentive, but there's something about us being intentional, about us looking on purpose, with a purpose to those around about us. I've come to believe that that God is trying to help us see what he sees. You see, if I could do it all over again, instead of allowing myself to sit on a throne of pious judgment toward that mother, I think what I would do is step out of line and go to her and say, 
Can I help you with your children while you check out? And I would try to pull those kids away in a safe distance so she wouldn't get nervous. But I, I, I would I would kind of just try to entertain them, let her check out and get her stuff wrapped up. And then I would take the opportunity to look her and, and those precious babies in the face and say, Merry Christmas. You see, we've got to remember why Jesus came. We've got, to, we've got to catch the real sights of Christmas. We've got to keep the right perspective about Christmas to really have Christmas. You see, Jesus came according to John three sixteen and 17. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. And what's the rest of that? For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. So have you ever really thought about what it is that, that God wants you to see this, this year? Jesus, Jesus told him, us while he was here on this planet, what it was that he wanted us to see, what kind of perspective he wanted us to have. He said in John four thirty five, do not say four months more and then the harvest. I tell you, and listen, open your eyes and look at the fields. They are ripe for harvest. You see, that verse is embedded in the instruction of Jesus That we should not pray for the harvest. The harvest is ready. What is it we're to pray for? The workers. We're supposed to be praying for ourselves. We're supposed to be praying for our pastors. We're supposed to be praying for our brothers and sisters in Christ. That all of us are looking for opportunities to be Jesus in a hurting world. In a confused world. As the world, as our culture continues to become less Christian and more secular, we're tempted to think that God is less present. And that simply is not true. Scripture says where sin abounds, grace even more abounds. I like the way that that it's written in the New Living Translation. I don't have a slide for this, but Romans 5.20 says, But as people sinned more and more, God's wonderful grace became more abundant. Doesn't that encourage you? Instead of looking at the news and reading the things that you read and listening to the the, the the, the mess of what's happening in our world and all the hurting and all the horrors and all the wars and all the rumors and letting that, that break your heart and cause you to w- withdraw and, 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 and walk away. That should say to us, God, your grace is promised now more than ever. You're going to help us now more than ever. You're going to bless your church now more than ever. You're going to show me more than ever ways to be you to a lost and hurting world. 
There's encouragement. It's not easy. I know sometimes it's not easy. But where sin abounds, grace that much more abounds. Wow, what a promise. So you and I need to be looking for God at work in a broken world. And then when we, when we answer, you know, we need to be praying. When we, when, when, when we see it, when he answers that prayer, Lord, help me to see what you see. Then we just step into the opportunity to do whatever it is he's asking us to do. You know, this church, the, I, I pastored on this district many years ago, back when it was on the San Antonio district. And I was in Austin. And I, I, I know the history of this church and some of the previous pastors. You know, this church was birthed out of a tradition of a people who believe that God the Holy Spirit would come into our lives and transform us and help us to be the people that God wanted us to be. Now, the challenge that we have is to not assume that that transforming work is simply to make us ready for heaven. I believe it is to help us be in God's presence. But listen, folks, it, it's not sanctification, as we call it. Holiness is not about getting us ready for heaven. It's about getting us ready for earth. It's about getting us ready for the work that he wants us to do. It's about getting us ready to enjoy his presence now, in the here and now, to be the people that he wants us to be. If all God was interested in was getting us ready for heaven, then the moment we knelt at an altar or when we asked Jesus to save us when we're driving down the road or, or in our home or wherever it is we pray that sinner's prayer, the minute we prayed that prayer, if all God was interested in was getting us to heaven, he would zap us into heaven right then, wouldn't he? But he keeps us here. Why? So that we can convey the message so that we can live out the message so that we can preach the message teach the message be the message that his grace is abundant and that his grace is available and that we don't need to fear and that we have a God who is on our side, able to help us overcome all things. That we have a healer, that we have a helper, that we have a heavenly father who loves us. And there are people all around us who need to hear that message. Amen. And it is ours to deliver. Matthew 5.8 is a, is a familiar verse to you. Uh, if you've been around the church long at all, but I love the way the message translates it. It says, you're blessed when you get your inside world, your mind and your heart put right, then you can see God in the outside world. Hmm. Well, you may be more familiar with this verse if I, if I say it this way. Blessed are the pure in heart for they shall see God. Do you know that's what God the Holy Spirit is doing in our lives? When we surrender to him, when we say, God, you can have me, 
You can, you can have all of me. Don't just forgive me, Lord, but, but take me, use me. When we surrender that way, then all of a sudden he enables us to see what he sees. When our heart is cleansed on the inside, then we see God on the outside. When our heart's eyes are no longer clouded by the cataracts of our own self-centered vision, then we recognize it, God. We recognize God at work here and there. and We see the opportunities and we see the field ripen to harvest. You see, when we surrender to him, we don't look at our own interests, but we look at God and his interests. And we literally, listen to me, we literally see God. We see what he's doing. We see where he's acting. We come to understand what he's wanting. And he shows us what he needs from us each and every day. I don't know what you're looking for this Christmas. But I hope you see what he sees. Can I give you a few practical ways to enhance your vision and to open doors of opportunity for you to do for him what you can do? Can I encourage you... (laughs) If you're on Facebook, and I'm on Facebook, there have been many times when I've thought about killing that Facebook account because of all the junk that I have read on there and all of the, all of the stuff that even good believing Christians are posting at times. But can I encourage you? Don't, don't play into the negative. Post as much positive as you can. Brag on God. Post scriptures. Talk about where he's at work in your life. Use it as an opportunity to to send out the message. But can I tell you this? And studies are verifying this. Do you know that, that handwritten notes are fading away? People don't do that anymore. And there are people that you know and love that haven't been in this church since COVID hit. And there are folks in nursing homes and there are folks who are are at home because they're afraid to get out or they can't get out. Have you thought about just picking up a phone and calling them, sending them a message, or maybe even just writing them a handwritten note? I think I think maybe this this ought to be the year that we reintroduce Christmas cards. You know, that, that we quit sending Christmas cards. What a year maybe to reintroduce Christmas cards because there's all these folks that you'd love to go see that you can't go see for good reason. But if you wrote them a note and you told them you loved them and you were praying for them, what an opportunity for you to be Jesus to them in a way that would be a great encouragement to them. You know, someone challenged us to do this years ago in a message. I don't even remember the preacher that did it, but I'll never forget the result of my responding to the challenge. Years ago, I had a pastor say, listen, I'm going to encourage you. If God gives you some money that you weren't expecting, he said, I want you to pray about the possibility that that money is not for you. 
And he said, then you just tuck that money away in your purse or your wallet, or your pocket or wherever. And then you ask God, show me where this money's supposed to go. I thought, well, that's a neat idea. I'm going to try that. Well, lo and behold, the very first week after I heard the pastor preach that message, I got $50 I wasn't expecting. And it, let me tell you what, $50 at that time, that many years ago, was 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 a uh, it would have been helpful for us. But I thought to myself, you know, I heard the challenge. I'm going to take this, Pastor. I'm going to just see what, what God might do. And so I folded it up different than the rest of the money in my wallet. By the way, it was the only 50 in my wallet. But, but I folded it up and I, and I just stuck it in my wallet. And I said, okay, Lord, show me. Give me an opportunity to give this money away. Wasn't but a few days later. I'm walking down the hall of a hospital doing my pastoral duties and calling on someone who was ill. And I promise you, just as, as, I, as I passed the, there were two ladies standing in the hallway. As I passed this one lady, she was telling her friend, I heard her say these words, I, I just don't know what we're going to do this Christmas because we just don't have any money. <laughs> Whoa, what a joy it was to stop, back up, pull that $50 out of my pocket and hand it to her and just look at her and say, God loves you. And I turned around and walked off. I didn't try to get her to my church. I didn't give her my phone. I just felt like I was just supposed to say, this is for you. God loves you. Why did that happen? It happened because I was looking for the opportunity. Pray about the opportunity for God to help you to do something. Maybe it's not about money. Maybe it's doing something for a neighbor or a family member or the garbage man or, or, or somebody that you run into at Walmart regularly or, or, or I don't know. Here's one for you. Is there someone in your past that has hurt you? That's hard for you to forgive. Maybe this is the year that God would have you forgive them. I'm not saying you'd have to invite them for over for Christmas dinner. I'm not suggesting you renew a regular relationship, but I am asking you, is there somebody that you need to forgive that would just open your eyes to what God wants to do? I'm sure of this, that whoever it is that hurt you, God loves them, and he came for them, just like he came for you and me. Amen. You know, there are some people in your town this year who will attempt to take their own lives because they're so alone and so hopeless. Since you don't know who those people are, can I suggest you make it an intentional effort? (laughs) It's kind of hard with masks on, but smile. Your eyes can smile. Just smile and maybe say hello to everybody you pass. 
You know, the reality of this truth came home to Vicky and I this, this last week. We had to relocate. Um, we, we rented a home in Cyprus. It no longer is available for rent, and we weren't inclined to buy it, so we had to move over Thanksgiving week. We weren't a week in our new neighborhood that just five houses down from us, a distraught husband shot his wife and turned the gun on himself. There are folks, we don't even know who they are, who are desperate, who are hurting. Maybe they're your neighbor. Maybe they're just five houses down. There's somebody that's somebody that you just might need to be Jesus to if you look for and pray for the opportunity. Well, there are other things that you can do. Find a retired pastor and bless them or give to your Sunday school teacher or maybe there's a missionary that comes to heart or some Christian worker that, that maybe you're especially appreciative for, not just your pastors, but maybe there's somebody else that you know who's struggling. Maybe it's a school teacher. Maybe it's a bus driver. I, I don't know. But look for those opportunities. Pray for those opportunities. Share whatever resources you have. It doesn't have to be a lot. Just share whatever resources you have with those that you can. And finally, can I encourage you this way? You know, for a few years, there was this campaign around going around where you buy the you bought you, you this ministry would give these badges away, and they would say, you know, Merry Christmas, and it was kind of like a um, uh, a statement against the phrase Happy Holidays. But you know, rather than protest, l- l- let's just be messengers of hope all the time. But let's let's just be a blessing to those that we are around all the time. Let your life be a statement of what you believe. Let it be let it be an expression of what it is that Jesus has come to do. Matthew 9:36 again. When he saw the crowd, he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Ask God to help you see what he sees this Christmas. And may the sights of Christmas bless you as you are a blessing for him. Amen. Hey, I just wanted to say thank you for your time and listening today. If you liked what you heard, don't forget to hit that subscribe button and share us with your friends. Also, remember to follow us on social media. If you ever find yourself in the area, we would love to see you on a Sunday morning at 1040 a.m. Thank you again, and we'll see you next week.